0: Hey patrons, this is your bonus podcast for episode 299, almost to 300, that's exciting. Uh, Peter Michael Marino is going to be joining me in a minute. I want to, well, I just posted yesterday a pretty long video um, and some bullet points of like what's going on with Patreon, what my creative life has been like for the last month. I really want to start doing those every month, Um, but because I did just do that, maybe I won't talk so much. I want to make sure you know that I'm... Unless I hear from you all otherwise, I'm not going to post the main podcast on Patreon anymore. I was really worried that it was starting to seem spammy. I don't want you guys to be getting too many emails. So um, if you haven't already subscribed to the main podcast, it's on MikeyPod.com. It's in all the podcast directories. Uh, If you go to MikeyPod.com, you could just subscribe down at the footer. There's a ton of buttons. But let me know if you need help. Um, Yeah, I think that's it. Peter and I talked a lot about music from his musical Desperately Seeking Susan, which appeared on the West End, and then it had a run in Japan. So, yeah, it was also a flop, as he mentioned himself, in london but not in japan so the first song we talked about was dreaming it's the opening of the show and i'm going to play that and uh the song rapture later um but we're going to listen to music from the actual performance of the show uh this was recorded right off the soundboard on london's west end i'm super excited to be sharing this with you and um then we'll uh, talk to peter
1: Just to have some When I met you at the restaurant What had gotten into you? Go oh, really? Kisses? Uh, I can take care of myself. So, uh, come up, Susan, and, uh, I'll show you a good time.
0: was dreaming from the musical Desperately Seeking Susan. Uh, Peter is back with us. We're going to talk some about the music from this show. Hello, Peter.
2: Welcome back. Hi. I'm so glad you're sharing these uh, songs from the vault. I feel like Walt Disney.
0: Can you give just a little brief rundown of what the show is and then we can talk about dreaming?
2: Yeah. So the musical Desperately Seeking Susan is based on the uh, 1985 film Desperately Seeking Susan, which is the movie that put Madonna on the map. I always say that because, you know, anybody under the age of 30 doesn't know that movie. And that's a crime. Mm -hmm. It's, It's like one of the best slices of New York movies ever made in the 80s. It's so authentic to what. Lower East Side was, and all of New York. Um, so, uh, yeah, so I wrote the musical Desperately Seeking Susan, but in my version, we used the music of Blondie, uh, and I set the show in 1979 instead of 1985 for two reasons. One, uh, Blondie's music was much uh, bigger in the late 70s and early 80s than it was in the mid-80s. And also because I just thought 79 is like, when you're on the verge of going from decade from one decade to another, there's such a, there's such a heightened sense of anticipation of what's going to happen next, and um, uh, especially going into the '80s where everything was about money, and the '70s was all about kind of like living a free life. Uh, it, those those two things completely embody the characters of Susan, played by Madonna, who is a, a free spirit, and Roberta, played by Rosanna Arquette who is a New Jersey housewife whose you know, husband pays the bills. So uh, 70, 79 just seemed like a much more, and it's more, much more fun uh, design-wise as well. Uh, hmm. As we know, the 80s was, yeah. when we look at it now, it's a bit garish, but the late 70s was like a, a great mixture of like punk and tie-dye.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's a, I'm really, like, emotionally attached to the 80s. So I had this moment of, like, hey, watch it. Let's not say nothing ugly about the 80s. But you did not say anything that was untrue. Oh,
2: I'm fanatical <sighs> about the 80s. I yeah. just don't think it has a good design. It's, not, it's just not pretty to look at. Yeah. For most people.
0: Uh, yeah, I think you're right. I think I have a, uh, um, what's the word for when there's something from the past that you have an affinity for? Uh, nostalgic.
2: Uh, uh, nostalgic. <laughs>
0: i'm nostalgic for the 80s so that's why i like the design but yeah when i think about it i'm like oh yeah that does not that does not look good (laughs) uh so let's talk about dreaming
2: yeah so the 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 musical was created because a a friend of mine uh and i were just sitting around getting stoned one night and uh i just brought up the idea of like wouldn't it be great if there was a blondie jukebox musical because they were very popular back in 2005 when i first had the idea um And then he said, yeah. And I said, well, what if it's based on like a cool 80s movie, Desperately Seeking Susan? Yeah, let's go inside and pop pop on the movie and pop on the music and let's see what happens. And Dreaming, it was Blondie's Greatest Hits, and Dreaming was the first song. And anybody who writes musicals knows this. And if you don't, here's something for you to learn. (laughs) Musicals are about people wanting things. Musicals are about optimism and hope. There's not a single musical that it's not about people not wanting something except for that one high fidelity, which is about a guy who doesn't want to have a record store. And that show closed after two weeks.
0: Mm. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So let that be a lesson to all of you.
2: Yes. They have to want something. Otherwise, there's no reason to sing. They want the guy. They want the girl. They want the job. They want to move. They want to go to Anatevka, whatever it is. (laughs) So dreaming is literally about dreaming about a better life and what the future could hold. And it just so happens that the verses of dreaming perfectly fit the situations for both Roberta, upper middle class suburbanite wife, and uh, Susan, Madonna, uh, lower east side, you know, poor drifter of uh, both dreaming, and uh, that that song, listening to that song with this crazy idea and the bong in front of us, made me go, "You know what? I think we're onto to something here." Oh wow. yeah, so it had to be the opening number. It, it was always the opening number from every every single iteration and workshop. Dreaming was always the top of the show.
0: And I, I think I'm staying the obvious or asking the obvious that well you just said it that's the moment you're like oh my god this is an exact perfect combination the, the songs in the movie
2: it is it allows you to you know a lot of musicals also they introduce the world of the musical in the opening number um I always think of like Beauty and the Beast, you know, we're going Mm -hmm. through the town with Belle and we're learning about all these people. We learn that she likes to read. We learn that people think she's weird for reading. We learn so much about the environment and the rest of the story. It's like, uh, it's like uh, exposition. And um, this song also allowed us to introduce um, uh, geographically uh, the Lower East Side and New Jersey at the same time. And the duality of, um, these two different worlds and how are they going to possibly m- mix?
0: I, I know so little about like officially writing things. I, I just had a moment of like, Oh, that is what happens at the beginning of Beauty and the Beast.
2: <laughs> the beginning of <laughs> Fiddler on the roof. Right. And yeah. these are the papas and these are the mothers and the beginning of the musical Titanic. We meet every person on every of every class, you know, upper, lower, middle class on the ship. And, uh, I'm, I'm aren't I picking the most obscure uh, <laughs> Avenue Q great opening we understand on this block we have someone named Christmas Eve we have someone named monster we have yeah
0: yeah and uh, um, what's little shop has like the greatest example of that right like oh, or course. do I just love that op- like I just love the opening of that show it's covers it like it's like here's what's gonna happen or you know here's where we are
2: yeah this strange thing happened and suddenly there was this plant and yeah Yeah. (laughs) and we're off to the races
0: yeah yeah yeah. and then uh that i don't know that part that seymour sings poor all my life i've always been poor (laughs) like it's like boom like but yeah oh i I don't know why that that
1: and then we
2: know that he is dreaming of something better than being poor Mm -hmm. and then it becomes this Faustian story about someone who's going to make a deal with the devil of killing people to, to be relevant and not be poor and then things don't work out so well for him. Yeah. Or, or right. anybody.
0: Yeah. <laughs> kind of like that's, the, that's it for everyone if I recall correctly.
2: <laughs> well it depends. <laughs> if you see the show everyone dies. If you see the movie uh, our heroes live.
0: Oh. Uh, oh yeah.
2: Yeah. Nobody liked the original ending. They made it. It's a if you can Google it, please do. It's amazing footage of like Audrey too just becomes so big. it's eating the Brooklyn Bridge, <laughs> wrapping around the Statue of Liberty. you know, it's just eating the world and which is what they say is going to happen if you keep feeding the plants. And the audiences were like, oh no, you can't kill off Audrey and Seymour. We love them. So we see them in the original moving to. Uh, I think what the the they wound up cutting all of that death and destruction, which is so sad. Cause it's such beautiful model work. Um, uh, but then the very 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 end of what was released is they're very happy in their white picket fence. Somewhere that's green, exactly what she what she was been dreaming about. But as the camera pulls back, we see a little plant coming up through the ground. We go, oh sequel.
0: Oh oh yeah, um, totally. Like we're going off on many tangents. And here's another one. Bojack, Bojack Horseman. Did you watch that show? Totally missed it. Um, It's so good. I just happened to watch like a YouTube video of somebody breaking down the finale of it, and it's so dark. Like I felt watching the show, I loved it, but it was so it's incredibly dark, Um, and I felt even more dark. And I was like, "Ooh, yuck!" Like, but I love that type of thing. It's just somehow the choosing the happy ending. Uh happy ending always is funny to me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's you just kind of gross. Yeah, yeah, there it, <laughs> there it is. There it is. I can I can sell this as having a happy ending. Um, we should go back to talking about the music. We're going to listen yeah. to Rapture next.
2: Oh, cool. That's the end of act one. Tell
0: me about whatever you want to tell me about
2: this. First of all, I am so lucky that the script as written in the movie the rapture moment which is actually madonna uh the character of susan madonna is at um i think they shot it at the peppermint lounge um i think that was the one that you took an elevator to get up to uh the dance floor uh and i should know this but it doesn't matter uh, in mine it took place at pyramid club mm-hmm. which we all know on the Lower East Side Um, because it just seemed like more fun to tie in the pyramid on the back of her jacket with an actual club that's called Pyramid that is in the actual neighborhood that the show takes place in. Plus, I had been to Pyramid Club, so many times I don't remember much of it. Anyway, uh, so it comes the perfect time in the movie that is the perfect time in the show for an intermission to happen where the the two worlds uh, – Susan in the club finally meets Gary, Roberta, Rosanna Arquette's husband. And we know, oh boy, once these two meet, this is going to make a whole different, you know, everything's going to change now. And that's what you're supposed to send the audience into the intermission, wondering what's going to happen in act two. Uh, so it came in a great place. And as everybody might know, in the song Into the Groove, is played underneath that scene in the movie. Which is weird, right? That Madonna is da- is playing a character named Susan dancing in a club that is playing the music of someone named Madonna, who doesn't exist in the world of Desperately Seeking Susan. That is weird, isn't it? It's like how people in horror movies have never seen a horror movie, so they don't know not to go in the basement alone. Or how the characters in Mamma Mia live in a world where the band Mamma Mia, uh, the band uh, ABBA does not exist.
0: That's funny. I never think of these things.
2: No, I really, it bothers me so much. (laughs) It's such, that's so
0: stupid. I have another like weird reference. It is. There was something jarring, but that I also loved Um, this new series on uh, HBO that the get out people made. Any idea what I'm talking about? I can't think of the name of it. I don't know it. It's set like hundreds of years ago, but there's a scene with the theme from the Jeffersons, (laughs) which is like, obviously not correct. It's (laughs) an
2: anachronist. It's an anachronist. What's it called when something's out of time? Anachronistic.
0: Oh yeah. Um, So it's fun. Like it's very intentional and it's intentionally not, it fits the scene perfectly, but then it's jarring to me and it's just an interesting moment that, unrelated i love that i'm like yeah it's in a show that i can't think of the name of by another guy that you would know if i remembered his name
2: (laughs) (laughs) i love getting old it's great
0: (laughs) i've been like this most of my life though so oh well um so all right so back to podcast land i don't know why i keep going off on tangents oh it's it's the bonus podcast we could do whatever we want that's what they're here
2: for we're taking
0: the patrons on on a ride of just magicalness So we we should get to the song we were just talking about. Um, And it's Rapture, end of act one of your musical Desperately Seeking Susan. And that's it for us. Thanks for doing the main interview and this little bonus one.
2: Enjoy. And if you can imagine what's happening, good for you. And if you can't, use your imagination.
0: Ooh, and imagine some other thing.
2: I do kid shows, is what I say to people.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Thanks for joining me. (laughs)